are listening to the official podcast of The Congregation, a place of discovery with Pastor Tim Story. Good morning, Congregation Church. Um, I am uh, Paige Unius, and I'm so excited to be here this morning, and I have my audience, the worship team. You guys did such a phenomenal job this morning, Rebecca, Marcos, and Manning. God, think, give yourself a big hand. Just make some noise up here. Um, yes, yeah, so this is exciting. So we have been in a, a new series. Pastor Tim started the series, Supernatural Assignments. But I must say that the fear not was phenomenal. Uh, in fact, I gave him a call one, one day. I, I always text if Stefan speaks or if Tim speaks. Um, I always text him. We always encourage each other. But um, there was so much said in that series. Did you guys pick up on that? Uh, With Fear Not. And I just really loved uh, the way Pastor Tim described how, um, you know, that we have to have the knowledge and of God. Then we have to be equipped by God. And then that Jesus is in the midst of us, but not on the outskirts, but he's in the center of everything And I thought that was phenomenal. And then he said, and he's mighty. And I'm like, and I was sitting, Manny, where you were sitting, and I really felt like the word of deliverance just came over uh, the congregation and those that were viewing. It was very, so powerful. So he started the the series um, on supernatural assignment. So I am the second Sunday for the supernatural assignment. So I'm going to come at you in a different way. Um, I want to really talk about the the Holy Spirit. You guys, you guys are going to love this because I love speaking about the Holy Spirit. Supernatural assignment. First of all, I'd like to say I've been in several supernatural assignments and I know you guys are in a supernatural assignment right now, right? And so am I. So Uh, You know, it's super rewarding, and it's fun, it's exciting, because you never know where God's going to take you. Um, It is a faith walk, but it can be really challenging, and it can be very difficult, because sometimes we, uh, God tells us to do, he always tells us to do something that is beyond ourselves and our own ability, but he's given us a supernatural touch And that's what I want to talk about this morning in order to pull off the supernatural assignment. So Tim defines it like this. He said, supernatural means not normal, uncommon, the miraculous. So someone say with me, not normal, uncommon, and the miraculous. And the assignment means simply a task. We have a task. We have a charge. We have a project. We have a duty. And I love also that he quotes this, by building other people's dream, God builds our dream. So like we get in the trenches with God. We listen to God. We hear him and we follow him. We get in the trenches with him. And you know what? We end up finding other people because God's heart is always helping and restoring other people. He restores us, but he wants us to restore others. I always call myself, I'm the wounded healer. You know, sometimes I'm going through uh, restoration, reconciliation in my own life, but I'm not going to wait until I'm complete. 
I'm going to continually, as I'm wounded and God is healing me, I'm going to continually bring out and start to, to heal others. So can someone say amen to that? So if we're going to talk about the um, supernatural assignment, then we're going to need to understand that we are going to work with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Zechariah 4.6 says this, it's not by might nor by power. So he's saying it's not by your own ability, even though your own ability is going to help. It's not by all your education or all the strategies, the best strategy minds in the world. It's, you know, although those things are all good, we all do, we have our strategies, we have our, our goals. But he says, it, but if you're going to pull off what I want you to pull off, a supernatural assignment, he said, it's going to be by my spirit, says the Lord. So you have your strategy, you have your goals, you have your natural gifts, but you're going to have to learn how to work with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit becomes one with us. Someone say one with us. So, and I want to just encourage you that he doesn't call you to a, uh, a supernatural assignment without giving you a vision and empowerment. And that's really what I want to focus on today. I want to focus on today that, that he, you've got to get the vision and then you have to trust that he is going to empower you. And then in that, and I like what Joseph, Joseph's here today, he has been hammering on Family Strong. And I think you have a revelation on this, Joseph. You have been hammering on this teaching about responding he does a devotional daily, and he's really challenging us when, when the Lord speaks to you or when he gives you a word or when you hear something, you, you need to respond. And that's really the only way you're going to see, you know, steps in action or the manifestation of the dream of God coming into your space. So this is awesome. And that takes faith. Someone say faith. So I want to talk about vision and empowerment and but I also want to help you to understand uh, the, the, the trinity uh, of the part of the work of the Spirit. So I just want to say it very, just like this. You know, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the Father is our source. He is our source. Uh, he is the origin, if you will. Uh, he was with us in the beginning. Uh, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, it says God spoke and then uh, it was. So God speaks. He is the source of everything. He is our heavenly father. Jesus is the son of God. And he's our savior. But he's, he's our Lord. But he is like our brother. And I, we say it like this. He says this to his disciples, which translates over to us. I will never leave you or forsake you. And that's the promise of Jesus in our lives. So those of you that have received Christ into your life by faith, you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. You have been marked and sealed, guaranteeing your success in your supernatural assignments. Someone say amen to that. That's good. So Jesus stays with us, but I love this, just like Tim said when he talked about fear not. He said he's in the midst what does that mean? He is in the battle with you. Jesus is in the battle with you. He's in the divorce. 
He's in the sickness. He's in the virus. He's with you fighting these things with you. That's great. He's in the crisis. He's in the suffering. And then the Holy Spirit is our guide. He guides us into the future. The Spirit is one who raises us up. He's the one that gives us the life. He brings restoration. He brings comfort, and he empowers you. So when you have received Jesus Christ into your life, and if you haven't done that, you have an opportunity to do that today. And it is a simple prayer of faith that you just pray, Jesus, I don't know who you are, but I want to know you. Come into my life. I open my mind. I open my heart to you. And he immediately comes. But he comes by his spirit. And now his spirit actually is alive and he resides in you. Amen? Rebecca's getting excited here. She can see it. It's, it's a phenomenal, it's, this, is, this is what the good news is all about, that we don't walk alone any longer. It's a simple act of faith that, you know, Jesus, uh, what he accomplished on the cross and the stories that we hear of an Easter and Christmas and all this, but the reality is that when I ask Jesus Christ by faith to come into my life, I actually, he actually came and brought life to me, and he resides in me. So everything I do, I do it together with him. I don't have to beg him. I don't have to say, hey, don't you know where I am? Uh, God, help me. I just go, God, let's do this together. That's, that's, that's the faith that we have. So, and, and through the spirit, he empowers us. So we've been talking a lot in the church about shifting. So we all are making that shift and we are making that shift with and together accomplishing our supernatural assignment. And we need to learn how to follow the spirit because remember, it is not by might or by power, but it is by my spirit. So in John 14, 16, the Bible reads like this. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. To be with you forever. And I love this. He said, he is the spirit of truth. There is so much deception in the world. There's so much deception coming out of people's mouths. And Jesus says, I will give you truth. And that truth, you can stand on it, you can take it to the bank, you can rely on it, and you can have faith in it. Amen? So the first thing we have to do is we've got to train ourselves, when we have a supernatural assignment, we've got to train ourselves to see. We have to learn to see. But we're not going to see with our natural eyes, we're going to see with our, the eyes of our heart. And let me show you this. I remember when COVID hit in March, Everything shut down. It was literally like overnight. Uh, we got a call from the, the, the uh, superintendent of the school because we have this building. And uh, that's where we conduct our churches, our services. And I remember it was a Friday, and they gave us the call, and they said, we got to shut you down. And I said, how long do we have? And I remember I had Tim on the phone. I had Stefan on the phone. I was sitting in a parking lot at Target because I was getting some supplies for the office. And, uh, and he goes, you're shut down. Now, this was 
Friday, and we had service on Sunday. And not only did we have service, guys, we had a huge agenda. I had a big conference coming up with women, 250, 60 women coming. We had Dog the Bounty Hunter coming for Easter. We had uh, the In-N-Out Burger Trucks already, you know, like rented out and reserved. I mean, we had an agenda, like the probably the biggest agenda uh, in the history of the Congregation Church, because we're ready. We're ready to go. And now we don't have a, we don't have anything. It's, it's like 48 hours. We got nothing. We got nothing, and we're like, what are we going to do? And so you ask yourself in your conscious mind, you say, we're all discussing this. Where do we go? What do we do? And all of a sudden, we've been given literally a new supernatural assignment, like in 48 hours. So how do you pull that off? Uh, we didn't set any goals. We don't have any strategy. Uh, maybe we can call, uh, you know, somebody from a self-help guru or something. But no, what we did is we went, wow, we got to get into prayer. We got to find out what God wants us to do in this situation. And so I remember that he, the superintendent said, okay, I got one opportunity. There's an hour slot of live streaming, and we can possibly get you in on that Sunday. And I said, we'll take it. I don't care if it was midnight or one in the morning we were going to shoot. I'm like, we're ready to go. We had to gather all of our team together. We had to triple a production team in 48 hours. We had to train on the spot in 48 hours. And let me tell you guys, we pulled it off. We pulled it off. We got on air, and we haven't stopped since. This is like, what, eight months in this thing? And we are going strong. We've had tripled our attendance Virtually, our broadcast goes all over, our live goes all over the United States, goes all over different parts of the world. So let me tell you, we had a supernatural assignment, but God was with us, and we're pulling it off. Not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit. So we began to pray, and Tim prayed, and Stefan prayed, and I prayed, all the leadership prayed, Joseph prayed, and then we, we have staff meetings once a week. And so I said, I need something to share with you guys as I was praying. God gave me Romans 8, and I shared it with the leadership. Because when I was praying, the Holy Spirit, see, the Holy Spirit speaks to you, but you have to learn to listen, right? you got to learn to listen and to see him. And so the Holy Spirit said, uh, did you know that Jesus knew that COVID was coming? And uh, he said, so you're prepared for this. He goes, go back and take an inventory of the last year and a half to two years. What have I told you? What scriptures did I teach you? What songs were you listening to? What, what vision? How did I broaden up your faith in vision? And I literally went back, Marcus, and I took an inventory of what God was saying. And the Holy Spirit said to me, go to Romans 8. And I immediately went to the word because he guides us through his word, right? And so I went to Romans 8, and this is what he said. When I consider that our present suffering, because let me tell you, we didn't know, but it was going to hit. I mean, the tsunami came, right? But we were just in the beginning of it. And we got this word. I got this word. When I consider, God says, uh, the present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that is in you. Whoa. He said, you're built for this. I made you for this. 
you're going to get through this. It's going to get really dark. He says, but I'm going to teach you how to follow the light. Now you're going to become the children of light. You know how we always just sing that, and you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to make it shine. Well, now it became a reality. It became a reality because now you literally had to be the light in the dark places. You had to be the light with your friends. You had to be the light at your jobs. When jobs were shutting down, you had to be the light. When someone called you and said they had the virus, you had to be the light in the church. You had to be the light with your husband or your wife and with your children. Dad, Mom, what are we going to do? We can't go to school anymore. What's happening? You had to be the light. You had to be the light. And so it was so phenomenal when he gave me that. And so some weeks later, as, I was, uh, as we were all getting used to this new normal, um, I, uh, I had an incident at the house, uh, and I was uh, in my inner ear. There was, a, uh, there was like a, I guess it's called Virgo. And so I felt like the, my desk had shifted on me. And I didn't know what was going on, so I went to the hospital. They checked me out, and they said, we want you to go to a dizziness clinic. I said, okay, so I've never been to a dizziness clinic. Has any of you guys been to a dizziness clinic? I didn't even know they existed. So there was one in Newport. Of course, I love that area, and I'm thinking, if it's in Newport, they must be good. So I went, and um, I checked in, had my mask, everything, took my temperature, and they said, we want to check to see why your motion, you're getting motion sickness like all the time. And uh, so I said, all right. So they said, follow us. And there was a group of doctors, um, really nice looking tall black guy and a couple of nurses. And they walked me outside. And then we went up these stairs and, you know, and I go in this room and I walk in this room and there was a chair sitting right in front of me. And I felt like I had walked into the Green Mile with Tom Hanks because I'm looking at this chair, and it had all these straps on it. And I'm like, they go, well, can you sit in the chair? I go, okay. I've never done this before. So what are we going to do, guys? And I had a mask on. And you know, got to remember, I'm already dizzy. I'm trying to get out of dizziness. And so they're putting me on this chair, and they're strapping me down. They said, well, this is just going to be a few minutes, and I'm strapping. And, and you know, and they're doing all this, and, and they got this thing on my head, and I'm just like, okay. And I said, so, okay, I'm taking a deep breath. And, and so they're just standing around doing their thing. They're looking all professional. He's got the little chart. He's writing everything down, blood pressure, okay. She's still breathing. And I'm sitting there, and they go, okay, now we're going to put these goggles on you. And so they put these goggles on, and it's completely black. And all of a sudden, they get this little shutter, and they open up, and my little eye is just like hanging out. I could see this little thing. And they said, now, we're going to throw you around in the chair. But the key is that you've got to keep your eye open, your eyes open, because the computer is registering into your eyes so we can look into your inner ear. I go, okay, hold on. Uh, hold on a second. So I have this mask that I can't stand, right? And I'm dizzy, and now, so I go, all right, go ahead. And, you know, so I feel like I'm getting electrocuted. And so I'm, I'm sitting in this chair, and there it goes. It goes, I go, okay, okay, can we just take a breather? Can we just take a breather? And they go, well, uh, you know, we don't have much time. And I'm like, no, 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 
can I just take a breath? Get the goggles off. So they're taking the goggles. I didn't panic. Take the goggles off. I got to take my mask off for a second. Got to get some oxygen. Okay. How long is this procedure going to go? About 15 minutes. Okay. I got to do this, right? Yeah. We got to see what's going on in the inner ear. Okay. I took a deep breath. I said, God, help me with this. They put the thing back on my eyes. I go pitch black. I got the mask back on. Now I'm nauseated. I'm doing everything I can to keep my lunch down. And I'm concentrating. And there it went. And just going for 15 minutes. And they're going, you're doing good. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. We're looking. And man, all of a sudden, God said, that's just like the coronavirus. It's like you're there. You're sitting. You're strapped. You're out of control. You know, George Floyd gets killed on the street. You know, racism breaks out. People are dying with viruses. All these things. And we have to learn to keep our eyes focused and ready. And I'm thinking, wow. Talk about training, right? And I felt like, you know, God uses a lot of things that we go through to teach us lessons about our supernatural assignment because he, he wants us to get ready for it. Because he's going to say sometimes, he says sometimes this, you guys, this ain't going to be easy. Like, I'm going to lead you in here, and you're going to walk by faith, but it's going to get like that chair. It's going to throw you on the side, throw you to the left, and you have to learn how to keep your eyes open and following me. I thought that was a tremendous uh, lesson for me. So we need the vision in our supernatural assignment, and guess what? We're not going to just rely on our natural eye. We have to rely on our spirit and the eyes of the spirit. So in Ephesians 1.18, I love this. So if you have your Bible, Ephesians 1.18 says this. I pray that the God of King Jesus, our Lord, the Father of glory, listen to this, will give you in your spirit, someone say, in your spirit, the gift of being wise because you need wisdom, you need wisdom in your supernatural assignment for being wise and seeing things people can't normally see. God says, you're going, I'm going to teach you to see things that people normally can't see because you're going to have to see in the supernatural. You're going to have to see by faith. Someone say by faith. It says you are going to know him and to have your eyes of your inmost self opened to the light. And that's what I had to do in that chair. I had to understand that I had to look at that light. I had to keep my eyes on the light and I had to strain myself and focus myself so that the healing would come into my inner ear. And the Bible says, when you know, then you will know exactly what the hope is in which God has called you. Supernatural vision. And he's saying this in Ephesians, there is the eye, there's the eyes of your heart that you are going to need to have vision and exercise and see. I'm going to give you another illustration to teach you this. 
The other day I was in my house and I was standing in my family room. And in my family room, uh, you know, I have a lot of beautiful pillows and I've got windows all the way around and I've got, uh, you know, my kitchen's to my right and you can see the garden from my, so everything's lit up. It's gorgeous. I had all the windows open, the breeze was coming in and I'm standing there uh, and I think I was just doing my exercises, but again, God teaches us the entire time because we're on this journey of learning and the Holy Spirit's teaching you all the time. He's teaching you when you're driving. He's teaching you through movies. He's teaching you through songs. He's constantly speaking to you, isn't he? He's constantly with us, training us, teaching us. So I was standing there, and it was like, I said, what do I see? I see all this beauty. It's bright. I see the color on the walls. I see the garden. I see everything. And he, he said to me, he goes, now pretend that all the lights have been turned off. Now, so I'm standing in my room, and I shut my eyes, and everything just went, And he says, okay, now I want you to move. Now I want you to go. Now I want you to go and accomplish what I've set you to do. I go, but I can't see. How am I going to see? I said, everything's been taken away. So when COVID hit, you know, everything, all the distractions shut down. Everything was turned off. And uh, things were closing up. People started getting isolated. People started going through low-grade depression. All these things started happening because we were trying to get used to. And all of a sudden, I was, God was giving me this illustration as I was standing there in that room in the darkness and he said, I want you to go and accomplish what I set you to do. I go, but I can't see. He says, no, you can see. You can't see in the natural, but I'm going to train you and teach you how to see through my eyes. You got to understand something. Jesus is with us. And so when he's called us to do something, he is going to lend his eyes to you. He's going to give you sight so that you can see and have vision for your supernatural assignment. Someone say amen. That's good. Can you guys see it? That's awesome. So when you have that, when, you, when you're looking, God says to me that afternoon, he said, you need to see through my eyes now. He said, you need to learn to follow my spirit. Then he said this, greater is he that's within you than he that is in the world. And then he said, I'm your comforter. I will nurture you. He said, I am the whisper. I am the voice in your mind. Follow that voice and you will be able to accomplish. In 1 Corinthians 2, 9, no ear or no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what has been prepared for those who love him. So this is a phenomenal uh, uh, just insight that you have a vision to, to pull off the supernatural uh, encounter or assignment, and God will give you that vision, but you have to teach your, train your eye, the eye of the spirits through the heart and through God's word. And I just want to mention that the spirit of God is not only power and energy or force, 
but it's intelligence. The spirit brings us intelligence. So when, we're, when we need to move out and we see and we have a vision, he gives us a vision, he gives us the intelligence of how to move to accomplish what we need to do. And that's so awesome. So the Holy Spirit is not an it, but he's a person. And that's the closest uh, definition in a human language that we can talk about is that he's a person. But we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is joy. Being with the Holy Spirit, key is joy. He can bring manifestation of joy in you. He is fulfillment. He is merciful. He's loving. Uh, he expresses emotions. The Holy Spirit expresses emotions with you as you're doing things, as you're going through things. He has empathy. He has character. The Holy Spirit has character. He has integrity. He gives us gifts. When you need, someone needs healing, he loans you. He gives, he has healing. He gives it to you to give it to someone else. You need discernment. You take it from the spirit. You take it and then you give it to someone else or you can see through discernment. If you need the miraculous, you take it from the spirit you hold it, and then you release it to someone else. The Spirit of God flows through you with empathy. He flows through you with integrity. He flows through love for others. I always say it like this. He is perfect. The Holy Spirit is perfect. God is perfect. And the Bible says, you do not want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Rebecca, can you play behind me? I just want to close with this story. He gives us vision, but he also gives us empowerment. And uh, I just want to share this story that the other day I was uh, ministering to um, Elizabeth, you know, Elizabeth and Lewis, you know, they're members of our church. And... Uh, They've gone through a lot. They've been, they came to our church in 2016. They joined a small group. And I said, she goes, Pastor Paige, I really need to talk to you. It was after the SHARE conference. I really need to talk to you. And I said, no problem. And she said, I just feel so guilty because when COVID-19 hit, she said, I prospered. She said, I got more hours at the job. I got a raise. Louie's been doing great. We came out of financial difficulty. She said, our marriage is doing great. Our family is doing great. And she said, and so many people are suffering. And she said, I feel so guilty about that. And as she was talking to me on the phone, and I'm sure this happens many times with Tim as well, you know, I'm, I channeled into and I, I kind of went into and began to ask the Holy Spirit, as Elizabeth's talking to me on the phone, in the natural, I said, God, how do I minister to her? What do you have to say to her? And he began to show me so clear. He said, I want you to tell her something for me. And I asked her, can I share this story? She said, yes. You see, they were in isolation for three and a half years. And uh, like I said, they came to the church in 2016. 
Her husband was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Louis had Parkinson's disease. He lost control of most of his muscles and he couldn't even swallow any food. So they went through so much isolation for three and a half years. And they were praying. They were asking God, What's, what about us? The world is passing them by. You know, in COVID, sometimes the world just feels like it's passing you by. And she said, and now that all these people are in isolation and all these things, she says, and we feel so blessed and I feel so guilty. And God showed me this. He said, you've gone through your isolation. When you were in isolation, everybody was doing life. Everybody was taking vacations. Everybody was with their husbands and wives. They were going to Disneyland, the beach. They were spending money. They were working. They are raising their families. And you felt like you were in that dark place. He was in depression. They were, he was angry. There was resentment. He just felt that God had left them. But in their whisper, they asked God for help. And God was there. And so I told her, I said, you know, the Lord wants me to tell you something, Elizabeth. God was there in that isolation. God was there with you in that. And he heard your prayers. And you know what he did? He provided a place for you. And you were invited to go to the congregation church. You came to the congregation church. She goes, that's what happened. We sat at the congregation church. Pastor Tim was speaking. And we both just started crying. Because someone invited us to the church. And then they got involved in a small group. So they came into a small group, and I'll never forget, it was at Reuben Harold's. They walked in, and let me tell you what happened, Manny. When they walked into our small group, they had such favor in our hearts immediately. And I said, I go, do you remember, Elizabeth, when you came? I said, we, you, were, you had such favor with us. In fact, I'll never forget that Louis didn't want to talk because he was stuttering so much and he was isolated for three and a half years. And all of a sudden he's in this group and we're all talking and engaging. And I, I leaned over to him and I said, Louis, what do, you, what do you think about what Stefan just taught? And I remember he began to stutter and he began to speak and she just looked at him like this, like, he doesn't do this. And he was trying so hard. He wanted to be such a part. And I had such a heart for him. And everyone in the room had such a love for him. And I told her that day, I said, do you know what that was, Elizabeth? That was God moving in our hearts. That we saw you. The light of God was on you. And we saw you. And we began to love you. And I said, she goes, but why do I feel so guilty? I go, stop feeling the guilt. I said, listen, when people were passing you by, no one knew that you were in that darkness, suffering with that illness, suffering in your finances, suffering in, 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 in that pain. I said, God has delivered you, and now you're here. Look how far he has brought you. And I said, now you have a supernatural assignment. She just started weeping over the phone because it was God speaking to her through me. And the Lord said to her, you are the light now in the dark place, Elizabeth. You are the light in the dark place. You are the answer to someone's prayer. You bring strength and hope to others and your family and your grandkids. People love you. 
Your story of restoration and healing is healing others. You're building a legacy even for your grandchildren. And the Lord said, stand up, rise up, Elizabeth and Louis, because I've given you a supernatural assignment to be who I've called you to be. And then the Lord never leaves without giving a word. And he said, stand up in Isaiah 61. For the Spirit of God has anointed you. He has come upon you. He has raised you up to set the captives free. And I love when Tim talks about this. He has exchanged your beauty for ashes. And he said, give me that garment of guilt because I'm about to give you a garment of praise. Stand up, Louis and Elizabeth, in the garment of praise. Lift up your hands. Rise up and praise me because I am your God and I have delivered you. Man, I'm done preaching. That was so exciting. So I could have never done that with my own conscience thinking. It was by the Spirit that I relied on to minister to her. And I got a text from her the other day, even afterwards. She says, Paige, I'm still shaken. I still can't believe how God is so faithful. And I said, you promise you stand and you'll never look back. So I encourage her. We encourage each other when we're hurting. Come on. Don't look back. Don't go back. Go to God. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you. We just take this moment right now, and we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your spirit. If you have never asked Jesus Christ into your life right now, I want you to just simple prayer. I mean, he can hear your heart. He can hear the whisper. You may be around someone that you really don't want to, but just say it, even if it's under your breath. Jesus, come into my life. And let me experience the spirit of God. Let me experience the empowerment of Jesus Christ. Give me a supernatural assignment to be an agent of change in this dark time. And I pray this now over you in the name of Jesus. Man, I just sense so strong that the Spirit of God is touching you in your homes, in your offices, in your cars. And if you're with your family right now, just maybe take somebody's hand in your family and just begin to pray for each other. Take this Sunday. Take, take the time and ask the Spirit to come. Ask Him to come and show you and guide you. Thanks for listening to the Congregation Podcast. For more information about the Congregation, including gathering times, locations, and how you can give and support the community. Check us out online at www.congregationchurch.com.